Hello everyone, welcome to episode 54 of 10 Minute Country with me, James Dakin, and the emergence of boyfriend country. Hello everyone, good to have you back, and um, an interesting one today. We are looking at the emergence of a new, um, what do we call it, offshoot, a new branch of country music, a new brand of country music, which Billboard magazine are calling Boyfriend Country. Tom Rowland, um, and journalist uh, for Billboard magazine, recently wrote an article um, about how the radio charts and the country airplay charts are loaded with songs uh, from men extolling the value of their wives or girlfriends. And uh, the songs he uses uh, as examples are things like Russell Dickerson's Every Little Thing, uh, Matt Stell's Prayed For You, which was huge recently, Dan and Shay with Justin Bieber in their 10,000 Hours, Kane Brown, Homesick, even throws in Luke Combs' as Beautiful Crazy, but um, I've got an issue with that, which we'll come to in a bit. However, Roland has termed this type of country music, um, uh, Old Dominion's One Man Band, Florida Georgia Line's Blessing, um, even, um, ev- you know, even Keith Urban's We Were, uh, are all songs written by men um, extolling the value of the women that, uh, that they are with, whether they're wives or girlfriends. And the charts are full of this type of music. Boyfriend country seems to be a kickback um, against bro country, which in itself was a sort of kickback against um, pop influences and Taylor Swift type sound coming into the country music genre. Um, You know, bro country was very much about girls and trucks and shorts and sort of, I don't know, uh, some people quote um, Jason Aldean as being sort of uh, at the vanguard of the bro country amusement. But I always think of Florida Georgia Line as being the the prime examples of what bro country was about. Um, and stuff like Cruise, which I actually think is a really good song, really kick-started um, that whole bro country movement. But things are changing. And um, while there's a place for that type of very male machismo-based um, country music, the charts aren't, reflect- aren't reflecting that anymore. And if you look at what's um, in the top 10, the top 20 of the country charts, you'll see that it's largely songs, slushy songs, mushy songs, love songs, done by men, all about the women in their lives. And a lot of the men, even at very young age, are married or having children or in long-term relationships. And that's a very different look for country music. In the Billboard article, Roland gets a quote out of Uber producer Dan Huff, and uh, he describes bro, bro country as, uh, you know, done. We've had that run, and I think this is just the pendulum swinging to the other direction, he says. Um, culturally, politically, says Huff, it's in lockstep with what's going on. And when he says lockstep, he sort of means the rise of the Me Too movement, I think. There is a, um, a, a greater focus on sensitivity. There is a greater focus on inclusivity uh, in throughout all of society uh, right now, and that's... as it should be. But it's a very different look for country music. 
Um, Roland says it's a profound change from the old stereotype of country uh, when cheating and heartbreak and drinking were the dominant topics. Um, but uh, even he's got a quote out of Luke Combs and he's, Combs says that times are different now and I don't know if people were out cheating any more in the 70s than they are now. They just were writing about it a lot more. What's interesting is how this rise of boyfriend country, if that's what we're going to call it, actually seems to work against the inclusivity of women in country music. So whilst the songs are about how brilliant the women are and about how beautiful the women are and about the redemptive power of a woman, and you would think that those songs are sort of very pro-women. The amount of men that are getting record contracts and the amount of singles clogging up the charts full of this type of slushy stuff is actually working against women. There's, there's a pervasive attitude in the industry that women don't want to hear other women and they just, you know, they are such a huge demographic and a huge target audience um, for the record labels as, as listeners to country music, that this is all that seems to be being released in an effort uh, to capture the heart and minds of the women listeners. Savingcountrymusic.com weighed into the debate, and they said that one big concern in the emergence and the prevalence of boyfriend country is that it's elongating the continued trend of male performers dominating the mainstream. Um, and it says, if you know, if you wonder why Kane Brown concerts are 70% women and 100% women in the front row, it's because that's who he's singing to, uh, as are many of country music's newest male stars. If you want to know why there's a dearth of support behind young female stars, look at the crowds and comments section for anything to do with Kane Brown. Now, let's not hold Kane Brown up as the ultimate uber purveyor of boyfriend country because he is a, he's a good artist and I like a lot of what he does. Um... But I can see their point. They go on to say that where some women might find this trend burdensome and off-putting, many female country radio consumers find it appealing as men play to women's romantic notions of commitments. Songs from women just can't compete with all of these songs telling women how perfect they are from gorgeous men. It's interesting, isn't it? It's a thorny issue. Um, th this rise of boyfriend country, and is it actually hampering female country stars? Because we go back to this nugget, this, put, this bizarre concept that women don't want to listen to women. And I don't believe that's true. I know um, loads of women from my 16-year-old daughter to, to my wife, to people who I write with, to people who I'm involved with. Um, in the country music world in England and in America. And all of them love listening to female artists. So I just don't know whether this idea that women won't listen to women is true. But every time you go online and every time you look at radio stats and every time you read commentary from people like Billboard or from websites like SavingCountryMusic.com, you come back to th uh, this overwhelming... Uh, message that's being put out there that consumers of country music in America, female consumers, women in their teens and 20s do not want to listen to other women. They just want to listen to love songs from beautiful men. And indeed, you know, the amount of singles that get released that fit into this boyfriend country genre means that I think the industry is sort of recognised this trend and is almost catering and pandering towards it. Um, 
But I can't, I can't get away from the fact that I just think it's maybe the radio companies and the, the labels using that as an excuse just to put the same old stuff out there, the same old lyrical content, the same old beautiful young boys who are singing about their beautiful young girls. And there is no denying the fact that the charts are clogged up with songs um, on, on that theme. And it is a weird look for country music, which, you know, down the, through the decades has been populated by hellraisers and drinkers and cheaters uh, and hard-working, blue-collar, nine-to-five type of lyrics where, you know, you play hard, you work hard, and those songs represent those sort of values. Um, the Christianity, the small towns, the families have all been the lyrical focus of country music. It hasn't been a genre, unlike, say, pop music or R&B, where it's largely men singing about how beautiful their women are. But it is now at the moment, and it's a, it's a weird trend. And to me, it's got to the point where it's, I'm starting to feel a little overwhelmed with it. Do, do I call it boyfriend country or not? I don't know. Maybe once you adopt the moniker and the industry becomes aware of it, it can sort of be dealt with and we can move on to something else. I do think that lumping Luke Combs' beautiful crazy into this boyfriend country genre is not necessarily uh, a good look or the right fit for Luke because when you listen to a lot of his songs, you know, he has the odd love song. Um, uh, Better Together off his new album jumps into my mind, Nothing Like You. Uh, beautiful, crazy, but they are not the overwhelming focus of the majority of his songs. You know, when you look at somebody, say like Dan and Shay or Kane Brown in parts, although he again he does do other things. You know, um, the the new guys coming out like Matt Stell and uh, Russell Dickinson and things like that. The overwhelming lyrical content and song after song after song that they sing about is just about how in love they are and the redemptive nature of the woman that they're with. Luke Combs isn't like that, so I think to lump him in with this boyfriend country genre, he's different, he's better than that. Uh, you know, he isn't just a one-dimensional uh, love song machine. And actually, you know, the industry concentrates and propagates this idea that uh, these songs are popular because that's what women want to hear. But I mean, men are big consumers of country music as well, via the radio, via streaming. And, you know, what are they listening to? You can't tell me they are listening to sappy song after mushy song about love. And, you know, again, are, are we being stereotypical? Are we being gender, um, you know, blinkered. But this whole, uh, this whole insistence that women are the consumers of country music is wrong as well. But either way, when you look at it, these love songs, this boyfriend country type of genre is dominating the charts right now. And I suppose as we begin to wrap up, we've got to sort of address the issue of, you know, if boyfriend country is the new trend, is it an alarming trend? Is it something we've got to be worried about? Is it, a ne- is it negative? Are songs about how beautiful and how powerful and how redemptive women are negative? Because surely in these post-Me Too days, 
you know, putting women on a pedestal or extolling their virtues, both uh, of the beauty inside and outside, is not necessarily a bad thing. Well, it is if that's all we ever sing about. If country music is just going to become a sort of R&B style of a hey girl, you're beautiful type of music, it's going to get relentlessly boring, isn't it? The, um, I mean, Saving Country Music's ad, you know, uh, opinion on it was quite interesting. They said, uh, compared to bro country, boyfriend country is certainly a much better alternative for the mainstream to be obsessed with. Where bro country angered the blood, uh, boyfriend country just blends into the background. Uh, but that, I don't think that's a good thing. And actually, elements of the supposed bro country... Uh, I rather liked. I rather liked the bombastic nature of the songs. I like the introduction of rock guitars into country music. So I'm not sure that Boyfriend Country is a better alternative because just like anything, when you overdo it, it just becomes boring. I suppose the old adage here is that, you know, a little bit of everything is good. Difference is good. So I don't agree with the opinion that boyfriend country might not be good, but it can't possibly be as bad as bro country. I'm not into that. Um, I mean, I would take Dan and Shay over Florida Georgia Line every day of the week, but that's just my preference because I think Shay Mooney is an absolute amazing vocalist. Where that leaves us, I suppose, is a plea for some differentiation. Don't just write song after song about how beautiful your woman is. You know, try and bring some diversity into your lyrics, artists out there, please. Because just like anything, this this trend, this new offshoot of the genre is already, for me, a little bit past its sell-by date. I am a little bit bored. I tried to get into Matt Stell's Prayed For You because it went to number one. He's a new artist, but I, I just I felt like I'd heard it all before uh, with that particular song. And, um, it, you know, the whole relentlessness of the boyfriend country uh, movement is, is already making me think, well, what's going to come next? And if you look at the albums that I am listening to at the moment, you know, my most listened to albums uh, uh, currently are Luke Combs' new one, um, Lady Antebellum's Ocean, and I have to say, once I've cut four or five songs off it, I am listening to Jason Aldean's uh, Nine album quite a lot because I do appreciate a little bit of rock guitar and I've cut some of the slower ones and the more generic ones off and I've made a sort of 11, 12-track album that I think is rather good. None of those are in this bro... Uh, not the bro country. None of the, those are in this boyfriend country movement and they are the ones I'm listening to the most because I just feel that the charts um, and the radio waves are clogged up with slushy mushy love songs um, pervaded by attractive men all married and this that's another fascinating thing about country music these days is that a lot of people like Kane Brown like the Brett Youngs are all married they're all having children in their 20s uh, later 20s early 30s and again, that's a very different look for country music. The 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 single guys and the hellraisers um, are few and far between now. When you look at country singers, I, I can think of Brett Eldridge, I could think of Chris Young, I can think of Kit Moore, and then I'm done. I can't think of many other country music singers 
who are male and unmarried or, you know, not in loving relationships. Justin Lynch was just on Bobby Bones' show this week talking about this wonderful long-distance relationship he's now in. And and it's different, and it is, you know, there's nothing wrong with it. I'm not saying it's a negative thing. It's just, it's just a paradigm shift in country music away from what it used to be. Uh, and um, I'm not saying it's... Uh, we should go back to when all the men just drank and uh, hoard around and, um, you know, beat their wives up and, and cheated on everybody. But it's just a different look. And certainly for the boyfriend country movement, I feel I'm just bored of it now. So it, I've, we've recognised it. It's come upon us quite quickly. But I would like to move on now uh, or just include a little bit of diversity in the lyrics. Try and sing about something other than just... How wonderful your woman is, please. Thanks for listening to 10 Minute Country today. It's been, what, 17 Minute Country. I've been James Dakin.